0: All right, I think we're good. All right, but it's uh yeah, it's recording. All right. Um so like I didn't want to do any small talk before we start recording because I want to get it all. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I want to get it all. So, uh, it's been a while, man. How you doing first of all? Um I'm doing
1: as well as can be expected. Um you know, it's it's hard. I've been in the house for better part of a year at this point, um, working, you know, working from home, um, been trying to educate my kids from home. It's, it's been, it's been a tough go. Um, but all things said, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I have, uh, decided to use the time to tap into my creativity. So I released the album, um, a couple of months ago, um, talking to myself and I am, uh, trying to get some studio time squared away so I can do the next album. Um it's already written, produced and everything. I just gotta go get my recording done. So hopefully um all things all things go well. I drop a new project, Black History Month 2021.
0: Okay. Well you know you got so, my support and all and also shit. Yo, I appreciate that man. That's but that's how I that's how
1: I stay sane, right? Like okay. it, I, I I have to get those thoughts out somewhere. Um, And so like the album, like I said, it was called Talking To Myself. I I literally, I wrote the song, I wish, um, and and it was like, I needed to hear it. So I I recorded it and recorded the rest of the album because I needed to hear it. And so uh, there are moments when um, I go back and I quote those lyrics to myself because really talking to myself it's that that pep talk that we all need It's that um sort of reassurance is going to be all right and and that's um that's kind of the way i tap into it um so you know
0: i'm doing as well as can be expected how about you um i would say that last year was um the hardest year of my life um I won't go into like all the details now and I I will at a later date, but um, just the hardest, like, I mean, I've been through quite a bit in my opinion, but last year, um, without saying too much, I didn't think I was going to make it out of the year. Oh, wow. I hate to hear that, man. Yeah, um, it was just, it was difficult, you know, uh, Like, going into it, I was kind of good. Sure. You know, like, February hit, and I was like, all right, you know, all right, this is the new reality. It's kind of weird right now. You know, March, you know, like you said, you spent the whole year in the house. Yeah. You know, and I know everybody's got, like, a different um, definition of, like, what safe is. Sure. During covid So we can't really trust anybody's. When they say safe, we have to like probe. (laughs) No, that's real. Your safe isn't my safe. (laughs) That's real. You know, so like our safe is me and my wife and my son in a bubble with my mom and my dad um, who live in DeSoto. We live here in Grand Prairie and they're like 15 minutes away. So we Mm. just kind of back and forth between them and our house. Um, My wife is working from home. Uh, still is. And like, I had just launched my business the prior year, you know, and, uh, full time. And then, you know, like the loans went out and all the big companies snatched it up. And so like, I, we couldn't, I couldn't get any money (laughs) Mm. for work. Um, and I had, you know, thank God, like saved enough and we, we saved enough as a, as a family to get through. Uh, but it was it was ugly, man. Um, yeah, it was ugly. Uh, I don't really know how to. Like I said, I'll talk more about it later, man. I was thinking about doing like kind of a docu series talking about it because I think the more people, mental health is becoming much more common. No, absolutely, absolutely. You know And that's kind of how I actually wanted to kind of get into this conversation. Sure. But I still want to, you know, I want to hear you say what you got to say, but like, I think when people think of mental health, I don't think they really understand what they're saying. Um, I think when people think of mental health, they think of, you know, take time for myself, um, meditate, relax, zen like all these kind of like general ideas of what it is and what I believe mental health to be is simply just understanding how your mind works and learning how to sail with reality Uh, rather, rather than pushing against it and I think
1: um I think it's all of that Right. Yeah, I'm because, not saying the other stuff isn't right. It is, but it's it's you know, listen. All dogs don't eat the same alcohol, right? Like like everybody can't eat puppy chow. You gotta you certain dogs need certain foods. So for me, um, you know, I I try to take a walk or do something physical every day. Um, I'm a big black guy. I live in the suburbs and in, in the boonies in Texas, so I can't just be walking around the the neighborhood in the middle of the night with a hoodie on. That's how you don't make it home. So I got my bike fixed. So if I have to go out at night, I can go ride my bike as opposed to um, you know being walking around. But I go do that. I do breathing exercises. Um, I keep um, you know certain crystals and, and gemstones around. So it's a thought focused about uh, about like what those stones purportedly mean, Mm -hmm. then I can think about those elements, right? Um, But there's medication involved. I take, um, you know, like I I, I take my my medicine when I need to take my medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, I have used therapy before. Um, It is a combination of all of those things. Sometimes when it's really off the rails, I just collect my kids around me and I sit and watch something stupid with them to sort of recenter me about like what's really good on the planet. When sometimes it feels like nothing is, um, for other people, it's going to be, you know, eating a whole bowl of chili or (laughs) making cake, right. Or assembling like, like it's whatever those it's, it's whatever it is, whatever it takes. And so as we talk about like mental health, I have told a number of people, um, do whatever it takes, Mm -hmm. like do whatever it takes. If it is, um, you know, if you need to take a road trip to Colorado and come back with some Colorado medicine, like whatever you need to do, do it. And if you think it might help, it's incumbent upon you to try because, um, you know, we, we started this conversation. You were talking about your son. Yeah. He's watching. My kids are watching. and And so taking care of myself is modeling for them how they should take care of themselves. right if I let it all build up and then I blow off the handle if I can't say hey kids I'm having a real tough day today like dad just needs a hug tell me something good about your day tell me about your video game or whatever because I need you know like if I can't do that to them then how can I expect them to do that when it's their turn and it's um to me it's all of those things because it's not one size fits all because because every brain's a little different so mental mental, mental health mental fitness it's all that
0: yeah, um, I got a therapist this, um, last year and, oh, shit. Um, that I'm working with. And like I said, there's all these like stigmas yeah. <laughs> around like mental health and all that. And what does that mean? And what does that say about you? And I think the more like we go on as a society, I think it's going to become way more common. I would hope even to the point where they teach mental health in school. In like mental maturity and understanding that like your feelings and feeling what you feel i don't know how that would work but um that's something for sure like i'm gonna teach my son about like you said you're gonna teach your kids right, right.
1: listen I, I don't i don't hold out hope for the public schools they ain't told the truth about slavery yet uh and that's pretty yeah. cut and dry so yeah. uh, <laughs> for them to get to the place
0: <laughs> you how know
1: do you, how do you feel right what do you uh, feel about what you feel that's hard um but you know we have an obligation to help the one like we created people like you and i made a decision to create a person Mm -hmm. so we have an unending obligation to to the person the people you created Mm -hmm. right to educate to teach and really to model um one of the One of the biggest principles I try to remind myself of all the time is, um, you know, my kids are not going to be what I say. They're not going to do what I tell them to do. They're going to become a reflection of who I am. They're going to be a reflection of what I show them. Um, and, and so I try to let that guide me in all the tough decisions, you know, um, what what do you want your kid to do when they're facing uh, a possible breakdown? Like, what do you want them to do when they're in a uh, a bad situation, relationship wise or work wise or whatever the case may be? Like, what do you want them to do? Well, they can't do it. They cannot be expected to do it if you don't show them how. So I, I try to I try to look at all those tough spots through that lens, um, and and you know not. What would Jesus do? <laughs> what would I want my child to do here?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. and try to affect that. Yeah. So, um, like I said, that's kind of how I want to talk about current events. Um, but it's it was just nice to kind of recap a little bit because you know everybody has been through the ringer. Say so, word. Um, like I was joking with my wife. I'll say this real quick. You know how we look at like, you know, like I'll just use my parents, for example, like my mom was, my mom and dad were obviously alive when like King and X were around. And my mom was in Memphis when King got shot because you know <clears throat> she's from Memphis. And like, so they like literally lived through the civil rights movement. And we look at them and we look at the pictures of King and at least I know to myself, I've been like, wow, like, how did you live through that time? You know, like, mm-hmm. how did you make it through that? Um, because you guys had less hope or I, w- I don't want to say less hope. Um, the The environment wasn't as promising as it is today. Right. Not mm-hmm. that today's like super promising, but it's right. more, but, than the, more than then. By I degrees, think, yeah. yeah. So I was looking at that and like, man, we look at them and we think that. I was thinking about our life and I'm like, my kid. And then we're going to look back at us like, man, you guys lived through, you know, uh, L.A. riots, uh,
1: 9-11, 9
0: uh, crack, crack, AIDS, uh, COVID. COVID, Trump. Yeah. yeah. Did you see um,
1: we're having this conversation? Uh, like we were setting up as Pelosi was signing uh, the impeachment document.
0: Yeah. First president ever to be impeached twice. Like, hey, well, he wanted to be historic. <laughs> he wanted to be historic. He pulled
1: it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's too much irony when talking about that guy. There's just too much. I can't we could it's sit- hard. we could do this all day, you know. Like, yeah like, okay, he wanted to make America great again. I think he kind of did because everything's blue now. What, what, <laughs> and I don't want to, like, don't trip. Like, I don't mean, like, Democrats are, like... No, I know what you mean. I, I know exactly what you mean. It, you know what
1: it, mean. It, because because sometimes, like, you know, if you don't cut the lights on to see the roaches run, you might not know you have them. Exactly. You know, it, 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 it takes that moment um, to see uh how bad things are sometimes. Like it requires a rock bottom for for a rebound. And, yeah. and um, you know, the people who were at the Capitol on the sixth, they thought it was rock bottom. And yeah. so they, they showed up, right? Like that that was them reaching for their rebound. But what that really does is it, it kind of illuminates um and this sounds worse than I mean it to, but it illuminates the roaches and, and, and it lets us know that we need to do some real fumigation um, and, and we need to do some real work um, to like clean up our house. It's yeah. a mess right now. Like, Matt, we we cannot agree on what is true. Yeah. And that's hugely problematic right and, and that's what I mean you know it's not I'm not I'm not a proponent of the eradication of anyone uh-huh. right that's not my point that's not what I meant that's not where that illusion is is meant to go it's what I'm saying though is you don't know that the, that, that there's that problem until you see it because when I look at the TV shows I watch when I look at the news that I ingest They're telling me one set of facts. The folks that were at the Capitol, they never heard those facts. They watch different TV. They look at a different internet. They are on different social media streams. They receive a different subset of quote unquote facts. And so I don't know what's wrong. Like I I, I can't know that until they show up and it takes a Trump for them to show up. And now all of a sudden we have social media companies, um, paying attention to what people have to say. Um, there's, uh, people are interested in moderating the truth in the world, uh, in a different way now. And that doesn't happen without him. So, you know, you're right. Like the, the irony of, of his, um, path of destruction is that, you know, um, we may see some growth afterwards right like after the forest fire you get new growth
0: yeah um throughout the trump presidency and then we can get into it um you know my wife would often be really upset with Mm -hmm. a lot of other people about you know the 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 state of things and i would always kind of hit her with you know um this was inevitable um I don't know when, you know, but I know that if Hillary Clinton won, um, we wouldn't be here, obviously. And I know a lot of people would look at that as a good thing. And I understand that we would have less dead people with COVID and uh, so many other things, right? But, you know, I'm like, if Hillary would have won, we would have had more of the same. know everybody Mm kind of like retreat to your corners and like everything still kind of remains hidden like you said nothing's exposed and you would have moments obviously throughout the year where things four years when things would happen but like with trump it's like hyperdrive you know it's like everything is like it's it's too much you know it's just like everything that is wrong (laughs) is like there's a spotlight on it you know like when would you have ever had the entire planet take part in the Black Lives Matter protest? Like Absolutely. the whole, the whole fucking planet. Not even exaggerate. Like the whole. Planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And that doesn't. That can't happen
1: unless you have um, this. Um, Return to that sort of Bull Connor style '60s politics, um, where he, he, like, he did everything but say, "Hey, like, it, it, unless you, you know, like, I'm gonna protect you from niggas raping your daughters." Like, like that was a, effectively his platform. Was that like,
0: yeah, like
1: brown people are going to invade your country? Yeah. Was his entire platform, and without that, without the people who rose to hear and embrace that rhetoric, we don't, we don't, we don't have the world embrace um, Black Lives Matter uh, the way that it does, um, or, or that it did in that moment. Um,
0: you know, jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you see what I'm saying. So. With the capital, you know, yeah, which is kind of why which is why we're kind of here. Um, I want you because I have an agenda and like the way I want to talk about it. But before I get into that, I wanted um, I wanted you to say what you wanted to say about it. And, and and you know, if you got someone in your chest you want to get off, um, I want to let let you do that before we um, get into like I said. What I've been thinking about it is that is that fair? I mean, that's fair, and, and I mean,
1: so I, I will tell you as we we started talking about mental health, and a big part of that for me has been um, moderating how much I ingest. Mm-hmm. So um, I will put on the TV for the first hour, maybe two hours of my day, while I'm getting my day started, and it will be um, you know CNN or something like that. But I make sure that by mid-morning, I change the channel to something else. Because if I watch it all day, I end up in a place um, mentally, emotionally, um, even physically, I've noticed that after a while, where I just don't wanna be. So I I made a point to cut it short. And then if there is um, something important happened, I'll go ahead and put it on. Stay away from social media. I follow stuff that's funny, right? <laughs> like yeah. It's an escape for me, so I'll go do that, um, and and I, I stay away from a whole bunch of super political stuff. Um, I haven't, like, I don't do Facebook, for example, because I, I know what's there for me. Um, yeah. It really has been about sort of I don't know, kind of keeping my thumb on the spigot of the flow of this information because it's going to be there when I need it. It'll be there when I want it. Um, but if I let too much hit me at once, uh, it becomes overwhelming and, and I, I don't know how to react yeah. or how to, how to process it. Um, but in regard to what I saw on the 6th, what was infuriating to me was watching a crowd that was overwhelmingly white storm a building with our elected officials inside trying to conduct the business we hired them to do. And again, I don't want anyone injured, but they weren't shot in mass. They weren't being riddled with rubber bullets. I wasn't watching a massive police response of riot gear and um, mass amounts of tear gas. There were no tanks in the street. There were no militarized vehicles patrolling up and down Pennsylvania Avenue. None of that happened. But if black people walk through the town and just walk down the street, all of that is available to the police, whoever's there. If black people are sitting in their living room off-duty police can kick in the door, shoot them in their face and, and maybe get some jail time. You can be sleeping in your bed and get shot. You can go jogging and get shot. You can be a little kid playing with a toy gun. I just saw there was a pastor and a, a um, you know, uh, an allegedly upstanding member of his community that was in his home. Uh, he was having a mental breakdown. His family called and they said, hey, He's having a mental breakdown. Can you send us someone to help? The police show up and they shoot the man within three minutes of arriving at the house. Okay. It, it The stark contrast between the treatment for black and brown people and the treatment for white people in this country um, is appalling. And it has always been that way. And <clears throat> It's that way by design. But, you know, when my grandmother was sick, I knew she was dying, but when she died, it still hurt like hell. And it's it's that kind of situation. It's like, I know that's how it works. I I know that's how the country is set up. I know that the police and the military forces and everybody else, like, like this is what it's supposed to be. Right? Like the system worked properly but it still hurts and then you find out that excuse me there's military people that were there there's elected officials from various states that were there um there were police officers um, that were there okay those people have jobs they go back home and they're going to take all those values in the execution of their job that's problematic You look at the way that they were responding when they started to get arrested or found out they were on the no-fly list or found out that there were actual repercussions for storming the Capitol building. And they were shocked and amazed because this is their inalienable white person in America rights. I can do what the fuck I want because that's how this country works. And they demonstrated that they believed it and were literally honestly shocked when it didn't work that way. Um, and and I have to be scared if my kid decides to walk to the corner store and buy a soda. That's fucked up. It's fucked up and there's no way around it. And I don't, that shit just hurt me, man. Like it, it, it just hurt my feelings. Um, And that that was one of those nights where I had to collect my kids and we sat on the couch and we put something else on and watched, you know, something stupid on TV uh, so that we could laugh and love on each other um, because that's what counts. And I have to believe that um, those moments, um, that laughter and that love is more important and more powerful than... um, the hate that's inherent in, in the country and the treatment of my people.
0: Yeah. Um I agree a hundred percent with everything you said. And <clears throat> it it's it was kind of surprising to me to actually see white people having that same conversation. You know, yeah. like the president or president elect Joe Biden, he said it. I was like right. hey. I was like, okay, you know, on all the major networks, um, they're all like talking to people in the Pentagon, and they're like, "Why were you guys there for BLM? Why weren't you know Why weren't you guys there for for the Capitol?" I'm like, the vice presidents in that building, you know, Nancy right. Pelosi's in that building, like that's the succession line, like government. So, but so like, I'm glad that people are having that conversation. Yes. Uh, because it's, it's clear as day. There's no denying it. So what I wanted to do here, actually, is kind of talk to you about the psychology of it. Um, which I unfortunately found fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And I've been having this conversation with my wife and a few other people the last few days. And like I said, I want to talk about this a little differently than how everybody else is talking about it and see if you can go here with me. Um, so we're getting back to, to mental health. Okay. And understanding how the mind works because so many of us are just kind of repeating the same things over and over and over and everybody kind of wonders why is there no progress and there is but it's in you know inches right it's incremental yeah Mm -hmm. right and a lot of people i talk to seem to be genuinely confused about what they're looking at you know for example like you said the the genuine shock when they got arrested Mm -hmm. you know um them thinking they could do what they did um And we'll sit back and say something like, well, why didn't they know better? Not you or me, but people, you know, like why didn't they know better? And so that's where I wanna kind of back up for a second and talk about the psychology of it and mental health. Now, what I mean by that is everybody is coming into the world, with their point of view Mm -hmm. and people i would say a lot of people don't know this but they don't realize that their point of view is strictly that they look at the world through their own lens and they assume that's real um and to them, it's it's very self-validating. And what I mean by that is you take anybody, a black person, a white person, and you look at how they look at the world. And everybody thinks that their reality is reality. Yes. They think that this is how the world is. Yes. Um, and it's like, when I say self-validating, I mean... They see the world, they they experience the world, and all of that is confirming. What they feel is all very confirming and validating. Like it's called con- yeah, it's confirmation it's, bias. It's confirmation bias. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, because they see something like a white person might see a black person, and you take like maybe they don't interact with a lot of black people, and they and they get genuinely scared of that black person. Mm-hmm. How can that be a lie if they feel scared? Yeah.
1: And then, and then because you felt scared and you clutched your purse, I say, fuck you, bitch. And now you've just confirmed, (laughs) right? That Black people are scary um, because you did some shit that was just sort of in your in your mind like you didn't think about it it was a gut reaction you're like oh god like there's a big black guy coming so you snatch your shit up tight cuz of what you were taught and your perspective but then the person responds in kind and now you they've just proved your point for you
0: exactly. um, it,
1: it it's hard but but I would I would say even past the point of perspective when you look at how many people were there we have to I think go a little bit deeper Um, into the American psyche, Mm -hmm. you you have to think, right, like they talk about the the George Washington cross and the Delaware and all of that stuff. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be, but if I'm not mistaken, like he was breaking like the quote unquote rules because they're supposed to be a ceasefire on specific days during the holidays, some something like that. And he snuck over there and he did this thing and, and he wins. But like those are American rebels. We hate like oh, there was a protest and property was damaged. That's horrible, but we venerate the Boston Tea Party, right? Um, we we have this tradition of the American rebel who does whatever is supposed to be right for the country, mm-hmm. and everything works out afterwards. Mm-hmm. We have this, um, you know, who's the one of the most popular, um, you know, s- superheroes is you know, Batman. But he's a vigilante. Like, he just does what the hell he wants to do because it's the right thing in his mind from his perspective. That vigilante is, you know, Dirty Harry, um, the Clint Eastwood movies, the Wild West movies, um, Punisher, right? Like, we have this tradition in America of the rebel hero, the Duke boys, right? We have the tradition of the vigilante who does what's right because it's right, even though the system breaks down. Mm -hmm. well that's what they were doing they were fighting for america
0: yeah yeah exactly and like i'm
1: the vigil i'm batman like i'm bruce wayne bruce wayne never goes to jail yeah and and that's like they were in costumes and shit like (laughs) like they were you know legitimately literally they were living their batman life and then shocked that it doesn't work like the comic books. Shocked that your history book didn't tell you the whole story about the repercussions for the times folks have been the rebel hero and it failed, or right. they were the rebel hero for the wrong side. Yeah. And, and we, don't, we don't talk about that, right? Like, people don't know that there was an occupying military force in the South after the Civil War. Like, you don't know about that part.
0: That, that yeah. there were
1: consequences for that. It, and because we have an incomplete um, whitewashed uh, sort of history, you know, people come up with, with a twisted perspective. And then add the layer that you were talking about, that your perspective is wholly, solely your own. Right. And you think it's universal. Exactly. So, you know, because, because again, we can't agree on the facts. No. When, when it was all Tom Brokaw um, and, and, and Walter Cronkite and everybody got the same evening news, the facts were the same. Mm-hmm. Now we might differ about how those facts apply, mm-hmm. but we all had the same base set of information. Well, now what I see on my Facebook feed and what you see on yours are two entirely different, thing, entirely different things. So we don't even have the same set of facts. Then add the layer of perspective. Add the layer of incomplete history. Or in, like, we have a complete unwillingness in our school system to teach kids to synthesize and analyze information and say, if A and B, then C and D. No, no, no. I told you A on Friday, I need you to say A back to me for the test. Mm -hmm. That's the extent of our education. All that's on purpose though. Mm -hmm. And this is the result. Like, this is, this is the mushroom blossom (laughs) on the field full of shit that we have sown, Mm -hmm. right? Like these, this is, you know, the the end result.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head far as what i'm talking about like and you're talking also about the things that feed into their their psyche like you said the american psyche what they've been taught so like i'm probably gonna get some kind of talk about this you know but i kind of don't care actually um because i'm very curious like i said i found it all fascinating to when i really got into it thinking about um how people enter the world and The funny thing is, like nobody thinks they're the bad guy. Mm -mm. Nobody. You you put it that you apply that anywhere throughout history and throughout the world, and people will like be very dismissive, and they'll like, for example, like they'll see the no fly list videos and like to the white person getting arrested, and they'll be like flipping out, Mm -hmm. like how is this happening, and I, I I was like. I think being saying something just like they're crazy is very dismissive of what's yes. actually happening. And my wife would say, well, why do we have to be the bigger person and kind of take a step back and look at what's really happening? I'm like, because we can, you know, in my opinion, and you can't fight darkness with darkness. You you need light. So You, That's you real. look at those you look at those people and like you said they legit thought they were doing the right thing mm-hmm. like you don't you don't half believe something like that and attack the Capitol. like no you no. believe it you know mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go a little bit further like you look at the guys who flew the planes into the buildings at 9/11 like you're not doing that because you kind of believe something you're doing that because you believe it. Um, people will say, you know, how can somebody do something so terrible then go home and eat dinner? I'm like, because they don't think they did anything wrong. Right. And right. I'm like, you can even go back and this is going to be fucked up, but like you look at the Nazis. Yeah. They thought they were right. Yeah. Or even if you had suspicions you find a
1: way to rationalize it. You look at the, um, and I forget the college, but um, it's that classic experiment where in the psych uh, department they had certain people sign up to be prisoners and they had certain students sign up to be um, I I the, the jailers, right? Uh, and, you know, before long, the jailers are wiling out and they're totally corrupt and obsessed with, you know, like lost in their power. Well, how does that happen? Well, like, th- we we like to think we're all super individualistic and all of those things, but we're herd creatures, right? Like we're not, we're we're more gazelle than we are leopard, if you will, right? Like we move in herds and communities. And if one gazelle takes off running, the rest of them motherfuckers go, because that's how you survive. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you you kind of get this like herd mentality tipping point. And so if everyone around me is, you know, Hitler youth, and I'm not Jewish, and uh, I, like I'm not a gypsy, I'm not a gay dude, then like. Let me put on these leader hoses and hit Hitler Hitler Youth my ass down the block because that's what all my buddies are doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like how many kids play football because their friends were playing football? They don't care about football, but it's what it's what we do in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you you go get involved, and then you get introduced to the ideas and you ingest it, right? You you believe it. You can look if you ever been to um, a church where they get, they have the, the, um, whether it's a black church, white church or whatever, where they have one of those real, um, like prayer and worship moments, like at the beginning. And they kind of, you know, whip the people into a frenzy. Right. Mm -hmm. That works super well because so many people are there. Mm -hmm. That's a moment that happens because you have all the people singing the same thing, moving in the same direction, like, and, and it, Like, it overwhelms the crowd. It's very similar to what you see happen in, uh, you know, uh, a Coldplay concert or a Beyonce concert. Everybody has their lighter or their phone in the air, and it's this sea of people, and they're all in the same place. Like, if you've been in both places, you got goosebumps in both places. Mm -hmm. It's the same sort of effect. Like, it's how we are as creatures. We go along to get along, and then you add in beliefs and our inexhaustible capacity to rationalize. Mm-hmm. Well, like anything can happen. Take the, I mean, it, it, by the same extension, right? Like if I believe that the only way to escape poverty, put food on the table and take care of my little brothers and sisters is to go on the corner and sell crack. Cause I can't get a job at Starbucks and th- there's no Starbucks in my neighborhood. There's no grocery store in my neighborhood, right? Like. What, what the fuck am I gonna do for a job? Like, if I believe that that's my only option, then I'm gonna go do that. And if that means that I gotta shoot the dudes that are on the other block because they're encroaching on my territory, then I'm gonna go shoot them guys. Like, it's all about belief, and you see it, and you go along with it, and that herd mentality happens. It is it's all it's so complex, but I mean,
0: yeah, people. and, then, are people. and you and, get people outside of that looking at that, like, well, why would a person do that? Yeah. You've never been hungry, sir. You've never been in that position. (laughs) Right. Like,
1: when listen, let me just tell you, okay? I was thinking about the other day, because I I wrote a song and it was about sort of being grateful and and having all the things I need. Mm -hmm. And I just remember reveling the other day, like, opening my refrigerator and going, it's the middle of the fucking winter, and I got, like, three different kinds of fresh berries in this motherfucker. Right? That's... Like, who the fuck cares? Like, we got Whole Foods and all that stuff, right? But, like, I got fresh berries in my shit. Yeah. But that's meaningful to me because I have opened a refrigerator as a child and had mustard and bacon soda in that motherfucker. Yeah. Now, what I do to maintain berries and shit in here, right? Like, what I'm willing to do to maintain that is entirely different than what my mama was willing to do when all we had was mustard and baking soda
0: yeah
1: right like her work day under those conditions her thought process under those conditions vastly different Mm -hmm. it's vastly different and and to look at either of those situations from the outside it's incomprehensible because like you said at the beginning your perspective can only be your own
0: yeah and you don't get um like he's like we were saying the critical thinking um, which is extremely difficult for people to do to to you know to, to examine your point of view that's it's hard to do I mean you get people in <laughs> in relationships that can't do it you know what I mean like in your family you can't do it so like it th- that's extremely difficult and then this other thing I want to bring up is, I don't think people really understand what um, cognitive dissonance is, right? <laughs> and so, like, I was literally breaking this down to my mom yesterday because my mom, very intelligent woman, she comes in the room and she's like, didn't they know that was wrong and and this and that and why didn't they do that to the black people or why did they do that to black people, not to the white people, this and all that? And I was like, look, mom. On the surface, I, I, I got to like a little bit deeper with her, but just to start, I was like, it's easy to shoot and kill and push and be inhumane to somebody you don't think is human. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to do that. It's very easy to do that to a black person or a Hispanic person uh, because they, first of all, they don't even look like you, you know, color wise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to attack in the Middle East and fight people because they, they don't look like you. They don't speak like you, right? Black people are whatever you think they are, right? So it's easy to behave that way because you don't see them as human. And they would never admit that, right? Like I said, that's, because, that's where you get that self-reflection and that people aren't going to do. But you don't see them as people. You see them as other. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you got to think. Those cops and military at the Capitol. Do you know how difficult it would be to shoot somebody who looks like you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm no, like,
0: I'm like, they have to now. And I was telling my, 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 uh, my wife and, and my mom about this. I'm like there's unfur- unfortunately going to be a learning curve for them. And they're going to have to learn quickly because those motherfuckers are dangerous. Right. I'm like, they now have to police shoot and kill people that look like their dad, yeah, like their mom, their brother, their sister, their cousin, their neighbors. Mm-hmm. That's psychologically difficult for them. And I'm like, that's why you get, in my opinion, you know, cops going easier on white people because they're looking at themselves. Yes. How can I be bad? He they he looks like me. They look yes. like me. But it's easy to put a neck, uh, put your your knee on the neck of a black guy because you don't think he's human. It's
1: it's not the same. It's it's absolutely not the same. Um, and, and you know that that piece about the cognitive dissonance. You know when you get that bit of evidence that tells you, no, they're human, they work just like I do. We're all part of the same, you can throw that away. Like that's the cognitive dissonance piece, right? Like you get facts and they don't match your beliefs and you throw those away. And I and I think that people underestimate or or maybe conflate the idea of what they know and what they believe. You you know that two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. You believe in God, you believe in love, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you take what you know and you synthesize that, you analyze that, and then you can believe in the projection. Belief requires uh, an element of faith. And if you believe it, then there's no amount of, of factual conversation that I'm going to have with you is going to change what you believe. Now, there are mathematicians that can show you that for small values of two and large values of four, two, and two plus two does not equal four.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like, they can prove that to you, and because you know it and you think about it, those are just facts you hold in your head. You could follow that proof. Yeah. But if you honestly, earnestly believe in God, there's nothing I can tell you to change that no if,
0: it's,
1: right it's, like yeah and and if if you honestly believe that black and brown people should not have a say in your country then there's nothing i can say to you that's going to change that and what you might be willing to do to act upon that yeah right to to preserve what you believe well
0: that ball's kind of high. yeah so like so this is kind of like i said all that to kind of come around to this point which is like this is my this is my main issue not just with racism and you know all the obvious things we talk about my issue with human beings <laughs> Is simply they don't know how their body works and how their mind works. And I keep hitting on this because I don't think people understand how they process information. What I mean by that is this this is like this is a gross example, but I, I do I've used this quite a bit over the last few weeks, actually. If I tell you out your front door is a shark okay okay is a shark just sitting on your front porch Mm -hmm. now that is completely illogical Mm -hmm. it makes no sense right but if you have i want you if you have a fear of sharks i do I've been okay. too close to them before. <laughs> I've, I've been close to sharks
1: before. I, I don't, I have a great respect.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> if you have a, a, like a phobia or a fear of sharks, Yeah. I'm willing to bet you are going to be scared to open that door. Yeah, okay? I'm going on the side. You're, you're afraid. And it doesn't matter that it's not real or factual, it matters that you feel it. And because you feel it, you believe it. Because you're like, how can I feel something that not be true? Because I feel it. It must be real. Uh, Yes. I, I will give you another example of that. I read a book when
1: I was a child in which the foreshadowing throughout the book was that the villain had eye pain. Throughout the whole book, he had eye pain. And at the end of the book, they kill him by stabbing him in his eye. Okay. To this day, I don't like anything sharp and pointy by my eye. Like my kids make fun of me about it because if you get near me with a pencil, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, angle that properly, like, point that down, right? Um, but it's it's a thing that's in my head, right? Like I believe that that's dangerous, and. It's, whether or not it's actually like someone's gonna stumble and stab me in the eye with a pencil from across the room, like that's not relevant. What's relevant is I feel that feel it right and I respond accordingly. Yes. And you know, it's look you might walk down the street, we go back to our previous example, little white lady, little Asian lady, little black lady walking down the street and see a group of black guys walking towards them. You might be inclined to grab your purse tight. You'll right. feel right. like, oh, am I am I okay? The problem is we don't allow ourselves that moment of reflection before we react. Because if you think about that, you're probably gonna be all right. And if you think about it further, If you really in trouble, it's too damn late. Clutching your purse tight ain't gonna stop you from getting busted in the the head with a brick and having the same purse taken, right? Like, that's not going to save you.
0: Right. Think it through. Yeah, so that's my, like I said, that's kind of my my issue with with people and how they perceive the world. It's all through their lens. And... I can't, I want because I don't I I think it's, I think it's gonna take people time to kind of digest that I'm like just because you feel it doesn't mean it's real mm. your, your senses lie to you okay or your senses are not a reliable source of information hmm. so think about that for a second because like you said she's walking down the street she sees a group of black guys she's scared she now thinks that must be a fact it has to be i feel it but in reality those guys are going down the street to their friend's house to play poker you know what i mean yeah there is no shark on the other side of the door you you feel it but that's what i mean when i say your your senses are not a reliable source of information OK, well, they serve a purpose, in my opinion, obviously. I would say your senses
1: are reliable. It's the things we overlay, right? Like she's this woman is actually seeing black people walk towards her. Mm-hmm. Those are actual facts. It's the perspective overlay that tells her that's a, Like now I'm because those are black guys and they're walking towards me. I'm in danger. It's that perspective overlay that it is, is really not reliable. Because what what happens then is you sort of impute uh, ill will or ill intentions to somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? Like you told me there's a shark outside the door and I'm like, oh, maybe I should go through the garage and go check. I know good and hell well, it's not likely going to be a shark outside my door. And if there is, it's either in a tank or it's slowly dying. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay, right? But out of... Pure precaution because of my interaction with sharks and also, in this case, animals right at the front of my door, right? <laughs> it was a snake there one time. It was a bad day. But the, the point is, um, I would take precautions based on my perspective overlay, based mm-hmm. on what's happened in my life. I, I put something on top of what I, uh, what I pick up through the senses.
0: And that's what drives us to do weird shit. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing, essentially. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's just my issue is the feelings are what people use to confirm their beliefs. Like, sure, the feeling's so strong. It's like you said, when you get in, like you said, in a, in a concert or a room with a bunch of people. Yeah. If you feel this. You're like, how could this not be real? How could this not be happening? I feel it. Yes. How how could it not be true that the government is run by a cabal that's worshiping Satan and they're pedophiles? I feel that. Yeah, I'm scared of that, and I'm like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, any like normal sane person can objectively say pedophiles are wrong. They're bad. People. Yes, right. <clears throat> so you think about from their perspective, they're like, Oh my God, I have to stop these Satan worshiping pedophiles and they feel the fear. And so it's all validated. Like, how could it not be true? It's what I feel. And I'm like, and that's where like, we're using, I think different language where I'm saying, you know, your senses are not a reliable source of information. You have to take a step back. You're saying the overlay. Um, It's all taking a step back from what you feel. Yes. And re-examining the, the, the situation, which is extremely difficult to do. Yes. Here's, here's our problem.
1: Okay. The reason the, the gazelles run is because they feel danger. Yeah. Right? They heard a sound. They smelled a smell. They saw a thing that says danger. So they run. We react to our feelings the same way. The senses provide us information. We process that through what we know of that information in our history, in our perspective, in our understanding of the world. And it gives us a feeling and we react to the feeling. If you think about
0: it, it stops there,
1: but that's, but it's a survival instinct, right? Because, that's an overdrive. <laughs> no, absolutely. hundred percent. But it's, yeah. it's why we listen as human beings because we listen to our feelings we survived mm-hmm. well that and the fact that like we fuck all year round like but that's why we we're here and we're overpopulating the planet yeah. if we didn't have that innately if that wasn't our default we'd be dead right right but we know this to be fact because if you look at um look at like major elections and look at the um you know, at at how people uh, feel in polling and things like that after uh, speeches. Yeah. Look at somebody like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is gonna hit you with all the facts. He's hitting you with the numbers. He's telling you that for years, it's been like this, 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 and this. Doesn't move people. Trump gets up and says, hey, they're sending Mexicans over here. They're gonna rape your kids and they're gonna steal your shit. Yeah. That hits people not in the thoughts, that hits him in the fear. In the fear. In the, in the feelings. Fields. Yeah. And, and you get votes, you move people, you persuade with feelings. Right. We you, don't like. You're the, talking like, about hardwiring. Like, right. We would love to operate on the facts. Yeah. As a species, we don't work that way. Yeah. We operate on the feels.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. you like you're 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 talking about, and I agree with you, like the way we're literally wired. Yeah. Like caveman shit. You know, like, yeah. like this is how, but the whole thing is nowadays <laughs> there's no there's no lion to get away from. You know, there's no I mean in some situations you need to, you know, bounce. But you know, now we're talking about like anxiety. And things that people feel that might not actually be happening, but they're dealing with some kind of emotion that's an overdrive. Now you have to take steps to like walk yourself back. You got to breathe. You got to go for a walk. You got to, you know, you do whatever you do. So well, you do. But um, let me say this real quick. There's yeah. well, my list to this lady named Brene Brown. Oh, you know, yes. and I listen to her every now and then and I think Renee Brown says humans are feeling creatures who think sometimes yes that's fair I agree with that wholeheartedly 100% and like I said my issue with all of this is people don't do any self examination no. they, they don't do any critical thinking and that's where I think we get a lot of the breakdown and the miscommunication and we're missing yes. each other and we're saying different things and nobody's getting anything done and all we're doing is just button heads because everybody's in their feelings and not thinking because that's difficult yes. to look at a Trump supporter and have empathy for them. Yes,
1: and the people who are able to tap into the feels make things happen. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King made people feel a certain kind of way. He was effective. Yeah. Michael X. Made people feel. Hitler made people feel a feel. certain kind of way.
0: Feel. He was effective. Yep. Obama. Feel. Trump.
1: Feel. Feel. They don't. They're not appealing to people's intellect. And from an evolutionary standpoint, our intellect is relatively new. Mm-hmm. There is, if you look at the the history of primates, we have thousands of years. Some would argue hundreds of thousands. I, I don't know the math. Right? I'm not, I'm not, a, like this is not my field of study, but we have thousands of years of just feel. Mm-hmm. When you look at the, the advent of the homo sapien, who has feel and the capacity to think, we're pretty fucking new. Mm-hmm. Like we're pretty fucking new. And then think, how long has it been since the feel wasn't the most important part? You had to know when to circle the wagons because the wolves was out there, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you go to South America and you fucking with jungles and shit, like, it's panthers and crocodiles and fucking snakes and shit in there, right? Like, you go to, to Africa, you go to Europe. Like, any place you go on the planet, in relatively recent history, we had to be scared of the things that go bump in the night. To survive right yeah the fact that we're in a place now where that's slightly less relevant Mm -hmm. that's super new Mm -hmm. and our intellect evolutionarily is super new Mm -hmm. and those things are not caught up to each other no and they're probably not gonna for quite a while (laughs) right assuming we don't burn this motherfucker out because we're too busy feeling instead of thinking And, and, and the the planet becomes a dust ball and floats off
0: into space. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's a very real possibility. So you're now like talking about some of the things like I experienced last year where I was like, I'll, I'll say this, like I was having panic attacks. Right. And, uh, it was related to my health. Hold up. You locked up on me. You got me, my, my back. You almost had a what? I was so last year I was having panic attacks. Mm. Um, that was one of the things I was dealing with. And like I was saying to you, you know, I didn't think I was gonna make it out of last year. Mm-hmm. And the reality of that situation was that couldn't have been further from the truth, but that's not what I felt. That's real. Okay, so I'm having a panic attacks sitting in my living room, and you got to think about it. Nothing's happening. I'm literally mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. but in my mind something terrible is happening with my body and COVID and reality. And it was just all too much. And like, we no longer like have the, the, the vices before like we had before, like we can't go out and eat and hang out. And like, you're just kind of sitting there with yourself. And I think that's one of the reasons I think everybody's having such a hard time is because everybody's sitting with themselves dealing with their feelings. You know, and there's not a whole lot you can do to, like, escape that. <laughs> so, so, I'm like, yeah, I'm having panic attacks. And, you know, my wife is sitting there trying to help me calm down. Like, nothing's happening, Matt. Like, you're safe. Nothing's happening. But, like, over here, I'm, like, in cold sweats. And I'm, like, gone. <laughs> I'm, like, nowhere in reality. Right? No,
1: I understand. I, I- it wasn't this year, um, it's a few years ago, but I spent a long weekend in the hospital um, because I'd had a panic attack and it affected me to the point that um, I ended up at an ER and my blood pressure was at like stroke levels. Um, and they they thought I was gonna have, uh, they, when they did the EKG, they thought I'd had a heart, a heart attack. So they, I ended up going to the hospital um, and for monitoring or what have you. But at the end of the day, I just had a panic attack, right? right. Like. My son, my son over the course of the year, like he's had some, some issues with anxiety kind of building up to unmanageable levels. And, you know, we're, we're working on interventions and things, but you're not alone in that. No. Um, because everything is different. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have a job, you have a family you're trying to support, right? Like, and that's in jeopardy and health is in jeopardy. And I can't go outside because breathing the air might kill me. And like, Fam. or maybe I'm fine and it kills everyone around me and the government's on fire. Fam. And the, the, like, it's Fam. so much shit happening,
0: Fam. right? Fam.
1: It's not happening to you right now, but it's happening. Yeah. And all you can do is sit here and think about it, right? Like,
0: yeah. listen, I gotta tell you, man, that's a real fucking normal reaction. Yeah, like I, I went to I, Mine wasn't as um, as bad as yours. I, what I did is I went to the ER for one of them because I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm in the middle of the night, like like. <laughs> this is how ridiculous. I mean, it's you know looking back at it, you know, uh, high blood pressure runs in my family, mm-hmm. right? So I had a um, I had a electronic. Uh, blood pressure machine yes now hindsight's 2020 i should have had a manual or um not a manual not electronic ones with the pumps yes they're 110 percent more accurate yes so i'm reading this electronic uh because i was taking my blood pressure daily and uh, i'm reading like the readings on there and it's like they're always high and i'm like trying to keep it down and like like i said 2020 hindsight I was never ever that high, really, with my numbers, right? But I'm looking at the machine; it's telling me my blood is high. And I'm going to die. <laughs> so, one night I wake up and it's like reading through the roof, and I got cold sweats, and I and I damn near passed out. And my heart—I could hear my heart in my ears. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm like on the ground, and I'm like, Amy, call nine one one, and they come and they get me, and I got my mask on, and I'm like freaking out about covid and like does everybody else have their mask on (laughs) and i get to the hospital you know they check my uh my heart uh cat scan of my heart head uh blood pressure everything they're like you're fine there's like there's we don't see anything wrong with you um so that just was a number of things like i was literally just scaring myself Mm -hmm. you know and like you said having like a Normal reaction to like some scary weird, shit. Weird shit, you know. It, it's it's. Listen,
1: if you are a thinking individual, especially one who has any like modicum of patriotism, like any like any belief in this American ideal. Um, and whether you believe it it's in, in, in actuality or you believe in it sort of as an ideal, right? Um, then you've got to be scared right now. All this shit is on the, on the precipice of collapse. We just watched our Nero come in, set Rome on fire and watch the motherfucker burn. Like, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. We may be at the end of our empire. Right. Like by the time our kids have kids, we may like the United States of America might be three different countries. Like, we don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, and, and for someone who is is like myself trying to raise small people and protect small people. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But then you people react differently to it. Like, some people do that, they don't have panic attacks. They just eat a whole pie every night. Like, Wingstop is at the crib twice a day. You know,
0: <laughs> like, Everybody's do doing
1: something. Everybody is managing some kind of how. Yeah. Right? And, 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 you know, when you find that you hit that spot where your coping mechanisms are untenable, then it, you gotta do something else. So when you end up in the ER, you had to come home and do something different, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you, had to, yeah. you had to come do some different shit so that you can manage and not end up in that space again. Because those fears aren't going away.
0: No. And so that's the crazy thing with therapy. And I've, I've kind of known this for a long time. Um, and it's, it's – it's, I'm going to say this, and nobody's going to understand it. Like, people are going to say they understand it, but it's going to take a second to sink in it's not the thing that you're scared of. Like if you're afraid of sharks, if you're afraid of pointing things near your eye, if you're afraid of confrontation, if you're afraid of whatever it is, you name it. If I'm afraid of my panic attacks. In reality, it's not the thing that scares you. It's how you feel about the thing that scares you. My wife would say, She's afraid of confrontation. And I would say, Amy, you're not afraid of confrontation. She's like, how can that be? I'm like, trust me. You can't, first of all, you can't be afraid of something that doesn't exist. Like it hasn't happened yet. So if she's afraid of confrontation with somebody, she's projecting, she's imagining what it's going to be like, what it's going to look like. You know, you're just, you're, you're using your imagination and past experiences to project some kind of future yes right so i'm like you're not afraid of confrontation you're afraid of what you feel about confrontation and what you feel about confrontation will change if you let it and which is like what do you mean i say it's something that i have to learn and i'm still learning um people in my opinion and my understanding do not control what goes through their head. You're simply reacting to what goes through your head. We're reacting. We're always reacting to our thoughts. What does this mean? What is that? You do think, obviously, and you do analyze you can do that. But what's going through your head, I don't believe we have any control over that. And I think that's where you get a lot of people in trouble because they're reacting to what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And they're like, what does it mean? What do I do with this? trying to understand it, trying to fix it. When, in my opinion, you don't have to do anything with it. It's, if you let it, you'll see if you can even try it. If you just sit with it and go on with whatever it is you're doing, that feeling will inevitably change and you'll move on to something else. So it's not, it's not, how do I say it? It's not, you may feel like the house is on fire, but it's not on fire. No, I, I, what I'm,
1: as you're talking, it, it, it reminds me of some, um, some of the things that I've read and, and studied on uh, in regard to meditation. Um, you know, they talk about clearing your mind and things like that, but uh, anything that I've ever read or looked into in regard to meditation doesn't say that your expectation should be that there will be nothing in your head. It's that thoughts are going to come things right. will flash into your brain whether it's the grocery list or you know y- your left shoulder blade itches like that's going to come into your brain yeah the you can't stop is, that from happening right the idea and the, the harder you fight to stop it like the worse it gets the worse it gets the idea with meditation is to like acknowledge okay well thoughts happen and just kind of stay in your meditative place and then those thoughts will pass and kind of go on exactly. um and, and i think that you're, you're on to something uh, in a lot of cases. You're not really afraid of the Black guy coming down the street. You're afraid of what you think he might do. Yes. You're scared of what he's capable of. When I've been pulled over by the police, I've never been scared of that police officer except for the one time that I got that police officer. Yeah. And so I would say that, you know, there are moments where, like, for example, if I have a gun hol- and I'm holding a gun at your temple and you're saying, I'm scared of, of John and the gun, that makes sense, Yes, right? But if you see a guy walking into Walmart, because we live in Texas, and he happens to have a gun in his holster and you become terrified, well, you're not really scared of that guy and what he is doing. You're scared of your thoughts about people with guns and what they might do. Um, And that fear, that fear of the future, um, I think is very arresting. It's what stops people. You know, I'm scared I might fail. So I don't try. Um, I'm I'm, I'm scared of, of, um, you know, confrontation. So I don't ever say anything. Um, I'm scared of sharks. So I will never go in the ocean again. Right. Like it's, It is that level of fear, that fear of the future, that fear of the possible that is so arresting. Um, I think that's what takes us to that panic attack place. Um, It's it's, uh, the fear we create in our own head, as opposed to, like, oh shit, I'm in the middle of Yellowstone Park and that's a bear running at me. Like, that's some real shit to be scared of, as opposed to, you know, um, like, you know, I see I see flashing lights and now I'm suddenly scared that I'm going to be shot. Whereas that officer could be driving past me to go to some other event. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't you know, you don't know. Uh, I, I think those are very valid points, Matt. Those yeah. are. very. Valid
0: points. And let me even like real quick, take it just a little bit further. Like we with your point, if somebody has a gun to your temple. This is going to sound fucking crazy. But, like, this is the point I keep trying to drive home when I'm talking to like about this stuff. You're still not afraid of the person with the gun. You're afraid of what you feel about that. You're afraid of what you think about that. Now, I'm not saying the guy can't shoot you and kill you. Yes. And the whole point of the fear is to get away. Right. But the point I'm trying to make with all of that is it's all you it's all you, like everything you experience, the whole world, it's all you, I'm not denying that there aren't scary things, I'm not denying that there's not danger in the world, I'm not denying any of that, what I'm saying is, how you experience reality in the world is all you, I think a journey of life is simply a journey of self, the more you you dive into who you are, and what you feel, and what you think, the more you're going to open up to all kinds of new ideas and thinking, but at the end of the day, it's all you. And a guy I listened to, in my opinion, uh, named George Pransky talks about the illusion of life. And he just kind of touches on the fact that your whole life experience, your whole existence is simply through your lens where people think, the world is something outside of them it's like no and this is getting a little deep i understand no, it's, it's, it's philosophy it's, it makes sense yeah it's like no the world is you like we can both look at the same thing and see something different absolutely it, it is
1: and and this is why um it's difficult Well, it's difficult to have meaningful conversations about like why things go horribly wrong um, without an understanding of this piece because this is where those ideas of generational trauma come from. Um, This is where all of those, um, you know, all those ideas about uh, like um, the, the child will pay for the sins of the father. Like it's all of those things because what happens is I live my life And it's all about my perspective. It's about what I've experienced. So when I experience a new thing, when I sense a thing, all that has happened before is overlaid on that sensory experience. So my joys, my fears, my beliefs, my subsequent actions are all through that, that film. It's all through that lens. It's all super hyper-personal. But what then happens is I take all of those things and I try to provide those lessons, either intentionally or accidentally, right, to my children. And they then have their perspective, their world, their reality, their life is then shaped by mine. And so it sort of carries on. Um, that's that's um, uh, a conversation I was having um, with, with uh, my dad, for all intents and purposes, um, uh, about legacy, right? It's, it's not just, did you leave a a cash and, uh, you know, a deed to a house to somebody, but, you know, did you do a good job of, uh, being the voice in that person's head? Like what have you added to their perspective, to their perceptional overlays, right? Like what are they going to hear as they go through life? Because somebody's voice is in your head, Right. Some some it's your mom, it's your dad, it's your uncle, it's your pastor. It's somebody's voice is in your head and that's where you get your encouragement from. That's where you get the I can or I can't from, right? And it's all of those sort of perspective and perceptions that you overlay with the, the sensory um, that provide the feeling. So whether you're feeling fear and, and that's what is causing your action or you're feeling joy or confidence or whatever the case may be, Um you know, it all comes from that perspective. Um, I, I will say, a great example is is this. I'm a trainer now, so this is is no longer valid. But there was a point when, if I had to speak speak to a small group, I would have a certain amount of nerves, and I would be anxious about it. But if I was performing. I'm on stage, give me the mic, put the beats on, and I'm performing, doesn't matter how large or small the crowd is, in the moments before, I'm super excited, I want to do it, like, I want to do it right now, let's go, is it our turn yet, like, let's go. It took me a minute to realize that the physical aspects of that are the exact same.
0: Yeah, you got it, you got it.
1: Right? Like, what I'm, what I'm experiencing physically is not different in either scenario.
0: But what's changed? But
1: there's a difference between standing up and just slowly speaking in front of someone and uh, trying to be heard and persuasive and what have you, and there's beats on, and you have, like, this sort of momentum to go with you when you're performing. It's, it was different in my mind, so I attributed different things to the sensations that I had. When all in all reality, it's the same anxiety. It's just how I process it. It's how I think about it. It's the overlay. And once you get to that point, if you take the time to think about it, as you said, then you can let you can process that and you can channel that. And so now, whether it's a presentation or I'm going to rock, I still am like, okay, can I go? Like, can I do it now? Like, it's my turn. Like, let me do this. Um, but it it took a, a lot of processing and understanding. Um, so. I'm yeah. with you, man.
0: Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. it's 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 stuff that's really that kind of talk and therapy has really helped me frame my mental health and what I do and how I experience it. And for example, you go looking back at the panic attack, I'm having the panic attack. It passes. You know what I mean? Like it's not reality. Um, so it's it's very hard for anybody to say, what I'm experiencing may not be what it is, you know, because you're feeling it and you're experiencing it. You're like, how can this not be real? I'm feeling it. So that's one of the things, um, I'm, you know, constantly learning about is, you know, what to do (laughs) with what I think and feel. And, um, This is kind of the last point I'll make, I guess, is um, one of the things my therapist said to me um, is I actually tried out two different ones. And he goes, this is George Pransky. um, He says, Matt, I'm not going to talk to you about your problem. I'm not going to talk to you about what it is you believe you're dealing with, you know. He's like, I want to talk to you. I want to have a more philosophical conversation about how you function as a human. And I'm like, kind of like, kind of charged, kind of pissed. I'm like, nah, man, we got to fix my problem. You know? He's like, no, he's like, Matt, if I, you've heard this, I'm sure. If I give you a fish, you eat for a day. If I can teach you how to fish, you'll be good for the rest of your life. So he's like, that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about fishing. I want to teach you how to fish. So you can apply this thinking to anything you're dealing with, which is just simply, you know, um, whatever it is you're experiencing or dealing with, it's inevitably temporary, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. And I, I I mean this, like, even if somebody is on their deathbed and they're like, This is permanent. Yes, this is <laughs> a fact that you will die, but how you feel about that is gonna change. Mm-hmm. But you, even you may have a moment me, of happiness, it's gonna be over. Like, it's gonna be over.
1: You either gonna die, you're gonna get up from there, like. everything is temporary yeah like everything is temporary
0: yeah it's 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 how you feel about being on that deathbed will change because like one of the things that was really confusing for me is when I was I was part of the things last year I was depressed for a little while and it's like wait how can I laugh and have moments of joy and reflection and, and humble feelings if I'm depressed You know, it's like, well, I guess I'm not depressed all the time. And like George would say to me, he's like, you know, even if it's a second where you laugh and you're sitting there, you're thinking about something and it brings a little laughter or joy to your heart. He's like, in that one or two seconds, you're not depressed. Mm, Right. You may think it's meaningless because it's so short lived, but the moment you realize that this thing is not permanent And that you do have moments of relief that come naturally without you having to do anything. You kind of get a little distance. Yes. From it. Yes. And you're able to experience it, in my opinion, in kind of a different way where it's not as scary. It's not as threatening. It's not as permanent. And the trick for me and for a lot of people when I'm talking about this is everybody's like, what do I have to do? How do I do that? And I'm like, you don't have to do anything. They're like, what? I'm like, no, it's deceptively simple. You don't have to do anything. You- That's the trick is to like, let go. Is to let go of it. You feel like you have to like, what does this thought mean? What is this? I have to figure it out. You start working on it. Like you say, it, it expands. It gets worse. Yes. Right? Because you feel you have to do something about it. When in actuality, you take a step back. And it feels counterproductive. You know, at least for me. It feels counterproductive because you just feel like you should be doing something about what you feel. When in reality, you don't do anything. You let it come. You let it go. And that's a real um,
1: sort of Buddhist Zen approach, you know, like like you're talking about with the meditation, like the, the thoughts are going to come, you let them go. Like, you know, there are a lot of folks that think like, you know, like we're black guys, so like we don't have um, racist thoughts, right? Like that people would think that, but like that's, that's not accurate, <laughs> right? That's not accurate, but I've, I've felt enough racism that I might be a little better than most at giving myself a second before I respond to process and go, okay, you know, you all like, you know, you're wrong for that shit. Like, that's not how, that's not how you talk to folks. That's not how you talk about folks. And then you can speak from a better place. Um, you know, it, you, you have to, you have to get to a place where, um, you you start to understand why you think a certain way. Like the whole thing about like the whole part about like learning how to fish. For me, it is, I understand where the thoughts that I have come from. Like, I like to understand like, okay, I respond this way in these these situations because. Well, now I know why and I can decide at that point. Is that a valid reason to respond that way? Is that... Um, the right overlay to have for this stimuli. And if it's not, I can do something different. Mm-hmm. If it is, then okay, cool. Like that works, right? So, you know, it, but, but it takes, as you were saying previously, it takes a certain level of introspection uh, to be able to understand that, you know, the way you feel about a thing isn't right because you feel it. Exactly. Uh, Feel about a thing isn't factual because you you feel feel it. it. You have to understand that you feel a way about a thing because of some shit that happened years ago that you probably don't even fucking remember, (laughs) right? And that's why this sensory input gives you the following like output in, in your sort of mental computer. Yeah, and yeah. being able to take that moment to do nothing and go, oh, that's an interesting response to that. Um, <laughs> like continuing. The process, continuing no, the process. Who
0: is doing that? <laughs>
1: no, no, most people don't. Most people don't. But I, I will say this to you. Um, you know, my son. I love that boy. I love that boy to death. Um, and he's a different kid than me. But I, I was raised the most effective child rearing that I received. My uncle, I, I said, I called him my dad early. He's my uncle technically, but he raised me. And and he he um he was real strict. He's a military guy, um, you know, grew up in in the south. They beat his ass, so he was beating my ass. And listen, I didn't want to ass whoop him, so I, you know, I'm gonna fly straight. Like I'm gonna get these grades, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Like it was effective for me. So that's what I know. That's what I carry with me into parenting. And my mother's super laissez-faire style, uh, like, was was different, right? But I, but I carry all of those things into parenting with me. And then I see my son struggle, and I want to put the discipline in place. I want to, you know, I'm I'm coming with the spankings, and I, he reacts differently, mm-hmm. and he doesn't react the way that I did. Mm-hmm. And so I struggle. I don't know what to do because my toolbox now. Is effectively empty because what I know how to do doesn't work for him. Right. The vast majority of people, I think, just keep going back to that same toolbox yeah. and it negatively affects the kid.
0: Yeah.
1: I went searching for different tools because I understood this doesn't work for him. When to this day he makes me angry, it happened just last week. He really pissed me off one day. And I was just, I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, He's pissing you off because in this case, you're watching him do shit that you used to do. And you know how well that does or doesn't suit you, affects you, help you in your world as an adult. He's not an adult though. Mm -hmm. He hasn't learned those lessons yet. So, like, where do you get off being angry at him? some shit he doesn't know about yet. like Some shit he hasn't learned yet and he hasn't had calls to. He doesn't need to. You're mad at him because of some shit that you see that you carry into the relationship with you. And it uh, uh, immediately allowed me, because I took that step back to process to go, you know what? He doesn't need my disappointment right now. He doesn't need me to be angry to snap at him. He doesn't need any of that. What he knows to get, what he needs to get from where he is right now to where I am right now is love and patience. So instead of snapping at him and telling him to hurry the hell up or blah, 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 I was like, hey, I love you, man. I love you just the way you are. That's what I said to him. We went on and had a lovely evening, but it takes a moment of processing. It takes that moment to think. You feel a way because of shit that happened to you before, because of shit that you were taught before. And you owe it to yourself and all the people around you that you love to take a second and really think about do those lessons, do those experiences, does that perspective really serve you in this circumstance? And kick that shit out if it doesn't. Go get new tools. Like, the brain is eternally elastic. You can find a new way.
0: Yeah, human uh, beings are naturally resilient. Yes. Uh, whether they know it or not, or a, it's done intentionally or not. Like, you know how people say time heals all wounds. It's, it's I don't think people really even know what they're saying when they say that. No, you're, you're just giving yourself time to, to, to process and digest. And I know I just said this last thing, I'm a point I'm making is, if you cut your arm this is a great way to think about the mind if you have a cut on your arm what would happen to it if you kept digging at it so it won't get worse it's not going to close up it's not going to, it's not going to
1: close it's going to get worse to get infected okay. now you got to cut your arm
0: off <laughs> so, so, so what do you do you leave it alone yeah you let it heal it's going to naturally heal I don't think people know that that's exactly how your mind works as well that's been my experience that's been several other people's experiences over time like i've done a lot of research into this and, and looked really to it I've, I've done it myself it's the exact same with the mind there's an intelligence behind your thinking your body is designed to do way more than you are aware of and if you have something terrible that you're, I guess this is like some kind of closing thought now that I think about it. If you have something terrible that you're dealing with, be patient. Give yourself time. Be be. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge your thoughts. Don't judge your feelings. It's okay to feel what you feel. Uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's, it's what you feel. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. You're experiencing it. So allow yourself time to process it, deal with it. Don't judge yourself. Don't do anything with it. Um, you just give yourself time and you will see the less you dig into it, the better you'll feel.
1: That's real. That's real. And I would say this, um, it's a conversation I had with a, with a young lady one time. I don't I'm not going to judge you for the way you feel, but you are still responsible for your actions. Yeah. Right, because the feelings, like you, the the feelings are the feelings. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's how you feel. Yeah. Like, it's just how you feel. It's it's a gut response, and we are programmed and wired to have those. Okay, fine. What do you do about it? Like, what do you do about it? And, and, and if what you do about it um, is start a fucking insurrection, you're an asshole. Um, but <laughs> that's something
0: else. are yeah, <laughs> talking about mental maturity. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but, I mean, I, w- I hate to say it, I want you to finish, but like, I think that's where you get Black people are i would say collectively speaking a little more um what's the word i'm looking for we have a lot of tenure yes and in, no. in, in dealing with america and because we have to live here and we have to live in everybody else's world evolutionary
1: if i listen When the officer had me on the side of the road and was asking me 500 questions about where I was going, where my girlfriend was going, where we was coming from, did I have a job and all kind of crazy shit because he said I did something I didn't do on the road. My feeling was, I'm gonna fuck somebody up right now. But if I act on that feeling We're not having this conversation right now because I'm dead somewhere in in the woods in Mississippi, Alabama, wherever the hell it was. Mm -hmm. Evolutionarily, we've had a lot of practice in this country not being able to act on the way we feel.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. And like i said i don't know how that comes out how that sounds to to white people but uh it's the uh, it's the reality it's the, it's the truth And not saying well, that they not saying that they don't experience things that they, that they don't go through things it's just like no like, i was just saying you know like not exclusive to black people black people asian people hispanic people gay transgender people like we've all had to live in this world Women, women in general, women, right? right? Like women, not getting the things we want, not the world being against us and not for us and not designed for us. So we learn to what? Navigate. Obfuscate. Yeah. Navigate. Obfuscate. Like
1: you, you can't. Um, I'm reading 1984 right now, and and it, there's a lot in it about just kind of keeping your face straight. Yeah. Um, you know, having having your work face on, um, regardless of the circumstances of the situation, you you can't break because it could cost you everything. Yes. And some of the folks from last Tuesday are finding out. Like, some, yeah. of, some of them
0: are finding out, right? That like you, you acted on how you felt. There's consequences. Yeah. And And yeah. And there's, it's I think it's funny to to talk about it. In such a simple form or a simple way, where I'm like, there's just a learning curve there. <laughs> well, but see, the,
1: the thing, so the, the thing is, 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 you know, uh, they say a man's, uh, what is a man's home is his castle, a man's house is his castle, or something like that. You know, the hell you want in your own house. Yeah. Like, and you're used to being able to do whatever the hell you want in your own house. But if your in laws are over for the holidays, you can't walk around with your ball swinging all day. You got to put some clothes on. Like it, there are different rules because there are people inside your home that matter. And see, I think when we get to a place where folks are realizing that, oh, wait, 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 we're no longer the only ones that matter in this house, that's a, a reckoning. That's a wake up call. That's a feeling. That's yeah. difficult to deal with. That
0: they're gonna have that's to the place.
1: When they say that, you know, um, to the oppressor, equality feels like oppression.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they have a learning curve. They have a big challenge ahead of them. Um, I, I, in regards to all the uh, threats that are apparently going on. They're saying it's supposed to be protests in all 50 states. All 50 capitals Um, in D.C. There's 20,000 National Guard in D.C. at the Capitol. Um, I was, and I don't mean this to be funny, but I'm like, you know, as far as the the white people on the right side of things, um, doing what they're supposed to do, doing their job, whether that's military or police, sure they have. They're going to have a very quick learning curve. If um, shit pops off this uh, weekend or next week, not uh, enough. No, no. i like, if you are going to have to, you're going to have to put some people down if they're trying to kill you. Nah. So well, here, because that works both ways
1: the, the because, because think about it like this. When folks showed up to the, the Black Lives Matter rallies and counter-protested, people got shot. They were spraying off all kinds of tear gas and riding down the street, shooting um, uh, uh, paint, book, paint pellets and all kind of shit at people, right? Like there was, there was violence. People got hit with cars um, and, and vehicles and all sorts of things. Exactly what you were talking about. This is going to be tough because it's going to look like my uncle on both sides, like yeah. my cousin on both sides, my sister on both sides. That, and what that's
0: that, what I'm talking about.
1: And what okay. that tells me is we will likely see more destruction of property than because we Because they're going to be lenient. Yes, but on both sides. Mm-hmm. But on both sides, like we'll see more destruction of property than we see destruction of people. And in all honesty, I'm okay with that. I don't want anybody to be injured. Mm -hmm. Um, What I am asking for, and if I can quote uh, Sean King, um, is is that uh, we're asking for the next black suspect to be treated as well as the next white serial killer.
0: Um, I saw a post that i thought was completely ridiculous because i thought it was just a given it said we're not asking them to shoot we're not asking the police and the government to shoot those people the way they shoot us we're asking them not to shoot us the way they don't shoot them i'm Are like you, i'm like great. like who has to say that i thought you understood that
1: Matt, we're savages, man. We, we're we murder, murder, kill, kill. Like, that's that's the reason we keep getting
0: shot. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's it, man. We've been talking for, what, two hours? Yeah, we've been politicking, man, but it's good, man. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, man, uh, you are definitely one of the uh, most intelligent people I know. Oh, man. I... Uh, and that's why I always reach out to you for something. We
1: i appreciate it we just politicking though man it's it's always a good conversation um you you have wonderful insights and so i you know i appreciate the chance to just kind of like you approach me and you say you have yeah, some shit you want to talk about but like it's been really cathartic for me to kind of get some shit off of my chest too so i just i appreciate the chance and um you know yeah. maybe we don't wait so long before we do it again
0: yeah it's more that I think us humans being human beings learning more about themselves and each other. I'm like, yes, I have some things I want to say, but I'm like, but what does John feel? What does John want to say? Let's let him get it out. Absolutely. Listen, I'm all about it, man. Anytime, anytime. All right, man. Uh, yeah, it's a good talk to you, man. And uh, I hope somebody gets something from this.
1: Yeah, that's it, right? Like, you put it out there, you hope somebody gets something from it somewhere. So, uh, again, I appreciate you, man. Have a great evening.
0: All right, you too, John. All right.